Good evening, Patriots, and it is Sunday, the end of April 2nd in the year 2022. It's kind of an interesting flurry of things that have been going on in the news today as everyone suddenly wakes up to the fact that tomorrow, everything you understood about the dollar suddenly changes. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight and a whole perspective on where we are in this walk with, with God and this walk with Jesus. Patriots, one thing that's really important right now, I spent the day working on uh, my seedlings, transferring them to uh, and separating them out and getting them ready to, for their next phase of growth, starting six more trays of stuff tomorrow. And this is time really more than ever to really make sure you are getting your garden ready. We have an amazing relationship with Treadlight Broad Forks, which is a family-owned business. They make an amazing tool which helps dig your beds. I've used it in the most incredible way, in, in some of the most hardest earth I've ever dug in. And so I'd really encourage you to check it out. The link is below every podcast, and it's Treadlight, T-R-E-A-D-L-I-T-E, treadlightbroadforks.com. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. It gets you free shipping. It's a really amazing um, 
tool. It's um, basically like a uh, digging tine on steroids. And it, it allows you to keep maintain your beds without having to till and without having to turn the earth deeply. So you're keeping that, hum, that uh, hummus layer on top. And um, I guess that's humus layer on top. And so it's important for the health of your beds, health of your soil, and it really does an amazing job. So check it out. I have one of them here, and I think I have like four or five of them up at the ranch, and they're just a great product. So really encourage you to check them out. It's a, like, again, family-owned business, um, wonderful family, and just really worth supporting. And it's a tool that once you buy it once, you're never going to need to buy it again. So check it out, treadlightbroadforks.com. Link is below, and use your promo code BARDS. We're in a really interesting phase, and, you know, I, my weekends have become a – the Sunday night show is always kind of leading up for what does the weekend become after the reflection of the week. This week's been fairly intense, a lot of things going on, a lot of direction by Father to really drill down into the places of us really focusing on fellowship taking care of one another. And I always find it interesting when I backtrack where those messages begin, how far back they begin. So this was from the beginning of the year, the real heavy message was one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the trenches. And then it was this loving, forgiving heart and rely on me for justice. And we've ended up in a real heavy place, a real important place of love thy neighbor and what we're calling the sourdough revolution, which is literally to bake sourdough bread, share a loaf with your neighbor and get accustomed to doing that. So when we come to a sudden realization, when when I'm listening to those words the Father's put on my heart to talk about here, and then we hit a moment that's going to start tomorrow, and you start to realize just how important and I would even use the term profound, those messages are, and how essential it is that we listen and work so diligently on the guidance he gives. Tomorrow, we're going to see a change. We're going to talk about this most of this week, so just be prepared. But tomorrow, the FedNow program begins, which is tied to the new FedCoin, which is all a digital dollar. And what this is is a Band-Aid over a dollar that is imploding. And it's a way to ensure that you will never own anything again and that they can control you 100%. And that no matter what happens, they will be able to manufacture as much digital money as they want. They've changed the rules in the Fed, in the banking system, so that the banks no longer have to keep any cash reserve. So if you walk in today and you ask for over $10,000, they can tell you no. And this is only going to get worse. The, the crisis that we're facing as a nation is something that we have never in our lifetimes imagined. And it's the global collapse of the dollar. And a lot of people are talking about it in terms of platitudes. You had a comment a bit ago of, I read a comment a bit ago. It's like, whoa, there's a changing of the guard. Like this is, you know, exciting. Japan is now not buying oil from the U.S. It's going to buy oil from China. And and you've got um, something going on with Trump and and, and, all those things, fine. But the reality is, is where we are walking into is something that is 
going to shake this entire nation. And it's going to transform it. They, this digital dollar system that they're putting in place tied to a social credit score will give them control over every aspect of every American's lives that participates in the program. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to push it out. They're preparing the ground for it between now and July, and then they're going to launch it in mass. And what they're going to end up doing is trying to force everybody into the system because they know if they don't have the digital dollar system, they can't control your lives. They know people will not comply. So the clock that we've been talking about now for three or four years is now coming to zero hour, to be blunt. And all the things that I've talked about in terms of county by county and preparations, they're coming to zero hour. Now, a lot of people are going to feel very agitated by these comments. Like, I don't know what to do. What are we going to do about it? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Everything is going to come down to the counties is what's going to happen. And it's going to come down to our action in the counties, but above all, it's going to come back to our center point of faith. They're going to make it as difficult as possible. You're dealing with psychopathic billionaires. I don't know how else to put this. They will drink your blood and eat your flesh if given the option. And they think of you and I as cattle because they know that we are the children of the Most High. They hate us. So there is a time now that I've spoken, and I, and I over the years, that you've, if you've been here for some time, my message over time has always been this balance between the, the meek and righteous warrior and the ferocity of the sword, both the sword of the spirit and the sword of steel. And I've spent a lot of time this weekend really reflecting on this because I'll tell you, when, when I really got hit, there's very few times in, I would say, in the last, and I, I'll go back as far as 2014, probably the, the, the last nine years of this fight which is really when I engaged this fight was 2014. There's very few days that I would say I kind of had to take a step back and take a breath. Today was one of them. And it was one of them because I had to really put myself into Father and say, okay, what are we going to do here? And this looks like an insurmountable mountain. And as he put to me, it's like you're never going to see the top of the mountain unless you begin walking on the trail. And I'm like, okay, so where do I go? And the most important thing that really was put on my heart today, and it's been really settling in, is all of what he's been guiding me to say here on this show, which is fellowship and build your communities. We are very blessed with a network of people across this entire globe that, that listen to and work with and have a relationship with each other under a banner that we call Bard's Nation. That's just a banner tag for us. It's not an idolatry because where our true love and heart is, is Christ. But there's a commonality that we have here on some very fundamental principles, which is the, is the moniker of Bards Nation. We've talked at length about county by county, the seven pillars. 
We have talked about the importance of preparations. We have talked about the importance of growing your own food. We've talked about the importance of homeschooling and putting in home churches and taking care of your health. And we've waged wars here, and we've won a lot of people over. We've saved lives in so many different ways. And we've, we've recently started in the last five weeks Prayer Fridays, and we're seeing literally prayers answered in forms of miracles, people being cured of cancer, people having their prayers answered in so many different levels. We've also seen a community's effort come together to support one another. A family that was homesteading, that had their fifth child on the way. We had, or maybe it was their third child, can't remember on that one. And then we have recently had somebody we supported here trying to get them on their feet to help get them into an apartment or into a, a trailer. That's working. We need to ramp this up now to another level. And that is where I'm going to say where there's going to be a lot of focus now, and it's really fired me up to make sure that we can start building the connectivity between each other so that we not only do we have each other, but we have the ability then to reach more effectively into our communities. We're going to have to make a choice on a lot of things going forward. And it's not going to be easy. And there's going to be some bumpy roads. And there's going to be an, a moments where we want to have unbelievable levels of anger. We're going to want, we're going to feel anxiety. We're going to feel even fear. It's part of the process of us learning to stand and learning to trust. Today, just taking care of, taking some time today, just with my dad as we worked and we replanted seedlings out of one tray to the other. We've had some strange starts this year, not as productive as I'd hoped. Tomatoes are doing crazy good. And I've had slow starts on kale and I've had slow starts on on spinach, and I've had, it's just been interesting. I don't really know where all this is, what all that is. It just happens. So I'm doing a lot of replanting and planting. I'm starting six more trays this week, through this week of other things to kind of rebolster re some of those fundamentals we use. I spent some time this weekend getting some few pieces of things I needed to get so we're better prepared. But no matter where we are, and this is the part that I was really processing through, is no matter where we are, the one thing we have to never lose focus on is that our faith and trust in God will keep us safe. This enemy is masterful at creating agitation, anxiety, and fear, and anger. I will be perfectly candid on my emotions when I started today. Jerome Powell, who runs the Fed, I would love to give him a permanent dirt nap for the rest of his life, and I would sip my coffee as I watched him on the ground. I'd have no damn problem. This tyrant is the one who's instrumenting a method to strip away every freedom that we were ever guaranteed by Father God. And 
So this is where we come back to. And we really are now at a place of having to ask ourselves a very real question. What is it that we truly stand for? Because right now there's going to be a lot of opportunity to make a step back and to choose an easy path. And I think that when we start to look at the scriptures like that, the easy path and the narrow path, the wide gate, the gate to the path to destruction, we really have to start realizing that when those words are said and we talk about them, and this is what struck me today, is that we've talked a lot about preparations. But when you finally realize that you've entered at the point of the actual beginning of the war, this is it. Tomorrow begins the real fight. We've been through all the test runs. We've learned to trust in God better. We've learned to hear his voice. But I know that when I had those responses to Jerome Powell, who I still think is better described as like an underwear stain that needs to be bleached out, my response is exactly the type of response they want to provoke. And so I took it on my knees to Father and I asked for forgiveness. Because the mightiness of who we are goes back to what Father said to me back in January. You must master first a loving and forgiving heart. And you must learn to trust in me for justice. And that is going to be tried and tested as we move forward. We are going to be faced with some enormous challenges. But the thing that's going to stand out above all is how we stand in the glory of kingdom in the roughest of times. When this storm is, hits and it's beginning, so this is beginning tomorrow, they begin to, they're changing the dollar. Entire thing that we ever knew of the dollar is changing tomorrow. And their plan is to roll this out in force to effectively force everybody to comply to this system. What does my mind do when I, once I get past my fantasies of dirt naps? What does my mind do? My dad said something tonight, which I'm just passing on. I'm not saying this. He said, he said, you, you've been on the cutting edge of the thinking of where this is going, and for the first time in this fight, I think you just found yourself flat-footed. And I said, you're right, and that's why I need to pray, because God has this answer. I don't, but God does. And so he gave it. My first reaction when I heard this is to retract back. When I was reading all this garbage this morning, I'm to retract back. This is like my defensive posture. I want to pull back. I want to focus only on the cattle. I want to focus on getting the garden going. I want to get the bees all set up. I want to get tactically all my positions laid out on the property. I want to be doing my tactical drills every day. I want everything to be shifted. And I want to just literally shut the world off. That's my instinctive reaction. Because I'm ready to bunker up and say, bring it, baby. I will lay down everything you've ever thought possible and more and turn your dreams into nightmares and make you pay a price for turning on our nation. But that's not where God needs us. 
because where God needs us, and this is as he's shown over and over, is his, this is time, truly time to be fearless. Shortly before I hit that point of just total irritation, a member of our prayer team sent me this. He said, I have a scripture for you. And the summation of the scripture was, be strong, work, do not fear. Fifteen minutes later, I was in my rage. And I had to take a step back and I went, wait a minute. That was just sent to me and there's a message there for every single one of us. I value our freedom and liberty that God gave us above everything else. Because it's his gift to us. And that also means that in my warrior way, I buckle up and say, I shall defend at any cost. But this fight is different than any other fight. Because this fight now, we aren't fighting with a normal army. We aren't fighting with the normal concepts of war with body armor and and rifles and pistols at your side. This fight, we are fighting with the war angels. We are fighting with Father God, and we are fighting with Jesus. And that type of fight is first and foremost in the spiritual and as it brings about in the physical. And so what that fight presents is the challenges of us embracing, seeking, and asking for Luke 10, 19 and John 14, 12. Right now, we have to more than ever stand in the place of kingdom, at the place of the guard of the guard of the Lord of, of the captain of the guards are of I'm gonna be getting it right, of the captain of the Lord of the host army. That's where we stand, which is kingdom. It's not this. This Lucifer's pendulum. Now, this is all metaphorical in the sense because you say that and I say that and you're like, okay. And I even said this to God. I said, God, what is this? They're, they're taking away our transactional capability and they're trying to force us into a place, trying to force us into a place where we have to transact the way they tell us and they in turn can dictate to us what we can and can't buy. They are going to dictate to us how we use our money and even how long we can use it. And though I said to God, I realize that's Babylonian, but what are we going to do to overcome this? (laughs) And as you might expect, the answer was simple. Do you not trust in me? That was about enough to break me right there. A simple reminder of the mightiness of the Lord. A simple reminder that in all of this craziness, of all of this insanity that's going on, it's nothing for Father God. The question is, do we trust in him? We've been preparing, we've been doing what we can in every aspect possible. And with this great place, each one of us is wherever we are. Part of my calculus today is just my normal tactical thinking, okay? It's talking to my dad, trying to assess what gaps we have in our preparations, 
looking at the other property we have, assessing where the gaps are there, trying to figure out where we're going to be able to maneuver this way or that in the sense of the things that we have, how can we adapt, what are we short, what can we acquire in, in the needed time, in this short time frame. And then you have to breathe and you have to relax and you have to sit for a moment and just listen to God. And then you're reminded, be strong, work, do not fear, and trust in me. It's exactly as the enemy wants us to be, which is at a point of anxiousness or even depression. They want us to feel like we want to give up. They want this because they know that we have the most powerful side of the entire fight. We have God and we have Jesus. And this entirely blows their circuits. But right now, as they bring this out, there is going to be a level of anxiety across this nation that the likes of which none of us have ever seen. Some people will walk into this new era, this new digital currency compliance slave system, and they'll just walk blindly in. There's a whole bunch of millennials and a whole bunch of unconscious folks that will just embrace it and go, oh, this is wonderful. It's so wonderful. I can just go to a, I go to a, a game and I don't have to bring my wallet. I can just have them scan my face and scan my palm, palm print. And I need to be good. I, I, I promise I won't eat more than three peanuts. And, and I, I will be very good. I, I promise I won't have a beer because I want that social credit score to climb. These are just, these are literally people that have lost their way, that have no concept of who Father God is. And as I work these processes through all weekend, in particular all day, There was a moment when I just jumped in the Jeep and I went over to the local hardware store and I picked up some potting soil because we were we needed some additional stuff just for what we were doing in our seating. And as when I came back, I just sat there as we worked quietly, my dad and I, and he and I have worked so much together over my life. We just kind of get in a rhythm. We don't even, it doesn't matter what we do. We each kind of find our tasks and we get in a rhythm. And I just thought there, I sat there and went, man, why am I getting so worked up over something that isn't even touching my life yet? When I have my father with me and I have my father, the big father with me. And that's when you start to pull back and you say, yeah, they really did stick me on this one because they knew by announcing this, that they would get everybody agitated. Which leads me to the next piece. We have a need more than ever to take what we have gained here and what we gain through our love in God and what we gain through our intimacy in Christ and what we've gained and continue to grow in in the Holy Spirit. We have a need and an obligation and a necessity, an urgent one, to bring that into the world. 
not bunker up. Not walk back where we were, but now to step into a place where we're talking to the youth and bringing them to Jesus. We're talking to people that are wandering. Many of them are Christian, but they just don't have a clue what's going on or they don't know how to handle it. We have to become the captains of the ship because what this group is most afraid of is that we will not comply. And I am going to do everything in my power to make their fears come true. I want them to experience the power of something that we call Bard's Nation that gives them the literal, the middle finger and says, sorry, dude. We only obey one, and that is our God, not you, not you two-bit little peons that try to act like gods that worship the father of lies. But we will not comply. And we can do that in two simple ways. Each one takes a lot of work, but in two framing simple ways. One is to continue our work to bring people to Christ to give them strength in that foundation of their of a rock of faith rather than living literally on a house of sand. And we do that by being courageous, by going to places where no one will tread. That means engaging youth. That means engaging places where people are stand back. It's like, don't go there because that might be Satan's territory. Good, lead me, guide me. I will walk right into it. I will rebuke it all and I will pray for you and I will bring the Holy Spirit with me and back down because I will bring you to Jesus. It reminds me of a dream I had this morning, truly gift from God. Three young men, I was, in this dream, I was visiting somebody at a store and they had a young boy and he was outside and three young guys came up, younger guys, I'd say in their, we'll say late teens, like 16 in this dream. And they were threatening this young boy. And I stepped out and I took the young boy and I pushed him behind me and the lead the other two went back to the car. It was just, they were straight up intimidating and were trying to scare him. And the lead boy, the lead young man, looked at me and sneered at me and started to walk away. I said, I need you to come here. I said, I need you to hear something in me. I need you to hear this. I said, hear me. Jesus loves you. And as I said that, and I said it again. He looked at me and suddenly he fell to the ground and he started shaking. Have you ever seen somebody manifest? He was manifesting big time, totally manifesting. And at this point, I'm like, oops, this is, this is kind of difficult. This is outside the store on the sidewalk. And I mean, he was, and then he kind of went into, which if you've seen it before, the, he kind of went into this like, quiet coma place. He wasn't even moving. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to be, this could take a while. And I look up and I see his other two friends standing next to the car and they're kind of hanging out a little bit, not knowing what to do. And they're one, starting to wonder where he's at. And he starts to, they're starting to come to me. And I'm like, oh, this could get ugly. And this kid suddenly wakes up and he's just, he's totally transformed. 
and he's smiling. And I said, do you understand? Jesus loves you. And he's been totally released from the clutches of whatever was possessing him. And it was just such a reminder of how powerful we are when we walk with Christ and how many need to be freed. This is a time right now when they are going to do everything they can to make us wince. They are going to do everything they can to make us bow. They're going to, tr- and this is again where community is so important. We have within us the ability to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. That is said, John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. This is time now to dig in. And as they start to push into us, we need to push back doubly hard. But there's something even greater in all of this. And it's what we have here. And it's at the core, because at this moment in time, earlier today, as I get this, be strong, work, do not fear. And then I'm in this place of thinking of Jerome Powell taking a long nap. Realizing that doesn't solve anything, by the way, because you've got every single corporate head in, in this country that are all tied to the big central banks that all want to do the same thing, subdue humanity to their will because they all worship the same two-bit crazy God, which is a father of lies. As we are standing here in this cusp, this moment, what is most amazing is it was the two, two edge of the sword piece. First, it was the retraction, Bard's Fest. Oh, what are we going to do about this? And my concern immediately is what are people going to be exposed to going in now, having to rely on this new, because it's going to be integrated. They're going to be integrating everything we do. And then I said, I'd knock that off. Because what becomes so important, and now I roll back, if you will remember, we were sitting here one night and I suddenly said, oh, by the way, we are doing Bards Fest this year. That was in January. And why that suddenly becomes so important is that we now have an opportunity to come together in different places around the country, why each one of these becomes so important, and to start formulating our network plan to how we are going to work together, we're going to figure out ways to trade together, and we're going to figure out ways to super to create a superstructure that isn't touched, that doesn't, that keeps us out of the touch of this system. It's very interesting because legally, by the way, and I've been talking with a number of people recently, legally, a co-op has the right to strike its own tender, meaning it has this right to, it has a right to create its own currency. And that's what Father reminded me of today. He's like, so what are you waiting for? And I'm like, oh, this is good. And so I think probably we're going to have to see something like Bard's Coins or Bard's Bucks or something like that. And we're going to do this. I'm not just talking because this is how we fight back. This is how we come back. 
This is how we overcome. It's not easy because we're spread out. I will figure that one out. I don't know how yet. And I think where it, what it arrived to me was that I am very accustomed to be able to look at a problem and with the blessings the Father has given me to be able to work through a solution pretty quickly. But today, to be quite honest, I got sideswiped and I didn't see it, I didn't see it coming quite this fast and I didn't see the depth of how rapidly they could move the sin and suck people into their pit of hell. But as I worked through the process and I went to prayer and I stayed in prayer with Father and I had that ongoing conversation all day, he showed the way. It's where the answers are always there. And that's why that is so important to even go back to that because we literally have to rely more than ever on him in every decision, every direction we make to listen to what he has to say, to guide us, and to trust in that. When I backmark every single thing he's had me do in this last six months, from my trip across the country to deliver Bibles, to the connectivity that I made over at Yuba City, a glad tidings, to all the things that move forward that he's put on my heart to talk about here. I am broken and humbled in the same breath. And all of my thoughts, all of my anxieties, they're just of this world. But when I'm standing literally where he's told me to stand, to step back from that Luciferian pendulum, to stand where the captain of the Lord of the host army stood and proclaimed kingdom ground, sacred ground, there is no fear there. There is no anxiety there and there is no concern there because he will provide all things and understand where we need to be. So I share that with you most importantly at the end, because as we move forward, there's going to be each one of us is going to hit these bumps and there's going to be plenty of them. And it's going to be some days it's going to feel like you are literally on an ATV racing across some of the, a washboard of a terrain. And if you've ever done that, you know it is like knocking you everywhere. Some days you're going to be climbing up the hill on your ATV and you're going to feel like you're going up a mud bog. But again, where we begin, you will never see the top of the mountain unless you begin to climb. We have to begin. We have to trust. We have to pray. And more than ever, and where Friday has now become more important than ever is that He's showing us in our prayers the true manifestation of outcomes of prayers that are true miracles. Miracles of the ancient type now happening here through our prayers. Cures of cancer. We've had two cases of cured cancer. And so many other things happening. We have everything we need to win this war as long as we don't lose our head in this world. But as long as we stand mightily in kingdom, lean into him and trust in him, as long as we walk truly in his breath and listen to him as he guides us, trusting like never before, 
we're going to not only get through this storm, we're going to lead those out of it and ultimately win in the most amazing way. We have to go through this process, like it or not. It's a process that we're going to have to go through because part of it is just being on the threshing floor. But the other part of it is it's tempering us. I reflected today as I kind of wrap this up on the journey that he's had me on. And what is so amazing in this journey from 2017 to right now is how he has shaped and molded me and refined me to where the most important message that he has me speaking was the one I never even wanted to say. And it's this. We will only win with love in our hearts and forgiveness in our step. And that is the hardest thing for us to do. And it's also the mightiest of warriors that can do it. There's a long path ahead. But right now, more than ever, we need to start buckling down in our prayers, focusing on our relationship with him, and understanding that the big part of this war is about ready to begin. And our mission is going to get to be the greatest and most exciting adventure you've ever been on. As long as you walk with Jesus, you're going to be part of things, I'm going to be part of things that literally were only left in the pages of the Bible. And they're going to happen before us. So get excited. Don't be tormented. Have no anxiety. Take it to prayer. But I will guarantee you where we are going is going to be the greatest adventure of our lives. And it will be something that will transform us into a deeper and more personal relationship with Christ than we ever thought possible. And it will be right here on this earth. Let's pray. Father God, we are humbled beyond measure to be here this evening. A reflection of all the things that are going on in our world, where we have come from, where we are, and the journey in between. And we're blessed, Father. For you've given us and reminded us constantly of what it is to truly walk with you and be present with you. We've seen prayers answered. We have seen miracles already begin. You've shown the path time and time again of how to get through what seems to be the impossible. And yet we do and we overcome. Three years ago, Father, the COVID nightmare began. Anxiety off the charts, wondering how we were going to get by without masks and later without vaxes. And yet here we are. We overcame it all thanks to you. You guided us. You led us. We had difficult moments. There's been stresses in families. There's been families that were broken, friendships that were broken, jobs that were lost. 
and yet you continue to guide us and be with us in every step. If we have deviated from that or doubted that, forgive us for those moments, for those are simply human in our flaws. But we're equally reminded and blessed of your never-ending love and your persistence to show us how we can overcome and become greater in the love of you and in the love of kingdom. Father, now we face yet another challenge. This Luciferian psychopathic world that we're in seeks to do constantly cause us harm and to constantly cause us anxiety and pain. And complicating this are the mass number of people that are starting to wake up and their first reaction will be anger and anxiety. So, Father, we pray for the wisdom that you can provide. You pray for the mercy that you can give us. You pray for the temperance that can be bestowed upon us to be the good guides, to be the wisdom for others, to lead them to Christ, to be the calming voices, not the voices of anxiety and, and fear, and to assuage where they are in those moments to the greater comfort in kingdom and the foundation of the rock of faith. Guide us, Father. Bless us and thank you for all you give. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, patriots, it's going to be a wild one. This old order is falling. And the true order of where it will, the change will come from will be us, we the people. What happens between where we are and how we get there, I don't know. But I only know this, as long as we keep our eyes squarely fixed on Jesus and our loving Father, we're going to do just fine. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now.
Chasing mountains I can't climb Holding out for heroes in the night I find myself here in the dark We learn to fight and learn who we are But I am raised up to face the stars Out of my mind 
Bye.